Get updated with the hottest news in insurance, finance, and the newest innovation in InsureTech and FinTech in these difficult times. Hear it from one of the most known and respected voices in the industry, Dr. Robin Kiera, and his guest of today. Hey guys, this is Insurance and Finance live from the headquarters of Digital Scouting in Hamburg, Germany, and from the beautiful city of Paris. And I think I don't need to say in which country that city lies. Today, we have a very special guest. It's Joe Bassani. I would say one of the most profound yeah, experts in the French insurance and insurtech ecosystem, but also all around the world. Um, Joe, thank you very much for joining us here today. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Hello, everyone. Yeah, yesterday I talked with a, a and by the way, everybody out there watching right now, you can please comment, share, like this show. Every like makes, you know, the algorithm make uh, spread the word of the show more. So if you like anything at all, and if you don't like us, if you hate us, don't worry, just like us too and write a comment. LinkedIn doesn't know if it's positive or not. Um, so no, but just all kidding aside, please uh, share and like and hug your phone because it really helps us end the show. Um, so, and, and I had Joel here, no, um, last week I, I talked to somebody and he said, oh, Robin, you're not in your home office. I'm like, no, that's actually our office, our studio. And he said, uh, yeah, are you allowed to leave the house? And he was not. So the big question is, what's the situation in France? Uh, are you allowed to go out again? Yes, we are allowed to go out. Uh, restaurants and bars are open, so which is a really good news. And uh, And the home office is still ongoing because we are... Uh, we are invited to stay home, but for me, it's not changing a lot because I'm working from home. So the home working is uh, al almost always the, the rule. Very good. Very good. Maybe a, a, a thing and, and not all out there know is that you are tracking insurtech startups all around the world. Um, and I'm talking uh, not, not, not only a few, but you have the um, the goal of all. I think it's like 3,000, um, what you mentioned you're tracking. Um, how do you track insurtech startups and trends to keep up with it? Yes, the, the question, the first question is um, to identify that uh, that there is a new intratex uh, going and working on the on the business. Um, it means a lot of uh, of sources. I track um, many different sources. Actually, I'm I'm tracking almost in uh, in real time the the changes from seven different websites. Uh, you know them. Actually, it's LinkedIn, Coverager, Crunchbase, Digital Insurer, and so on. Uh, and I'm using those data to to create some kind of signals of something is moving on the markets. Uh, and then I gather everything and I I create my own database. I already have three thousand and seven hundred intratechs around the world uh, and then uh, i try to gather data to identify that something is moving i will uh, also track the changes from the, their own websites because yeah. sometimes they, they indicate something and the question is how to keep this up to date yeah how do you because, do because it's three thousand sounds a lot of a lot of manual work how make you, how do you make sure that nothing slips through your fingers the question is actually everyone tr try to say I want to have the up-to-date data. This is not the question actually. The question is just to try to identify when something is moving, and if you have the information three months after, it's not a problem. What is you moving need to, you, for you? Something moving because when you have a startup and you you are uh, you are changing your value proposition really often. 
And yeah. this is something moving. And this is something that we need to track and we need to identify in order to make sure that when we try to contact one startup, we have the good information about what they are currently doing. And my job is to try to identify the, those changes as fast as possible and then to uh, to track those changes and then to be able to identify that, okay, my value proposition has changed. How can, how can we work on another topic right now and find maybe a new good match with a new uh, different company? So and then... That sounds like a lot of work. Um, do you have to use yeah. some like, algorithms and, and tools yeah. to, to keep track? Because visiting 3,000 websites each day sounds like quite a challenge. It's not each day, actually, but uh, it's um, quite often. Um, my point is that I, I track data with web scrapping or kind, these kind of tools in order to automatically gather information from the websites. Uh, I aggregate automatically more than 250 RSS feeds coming from different websites of uh, news feeds coming from different websites around the world. Uh, I meet lots of people as well in order to feed my information. And then on all of this, when I have all of this, I have my own proprietary tool of uh, NLP, of natural language processing and AI in order to apply this to the data of startups in order to automatically detect on which business line the startup is operating, on which process they are maybe uh, helping the process, uh, which technology they are providing, which, you, which, uh, which topic they are talking about, and the, the, the only manual work that is remaining at the end is what is your use case? What is your, uh, your proposition? proposition? And uh, I would like to jump into there. How do you find out? I, I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I love startups. I, I like bold people uh, putting uh, things at risk and, and going from thinking about a problem, trying to solve a problem. So, so I really admire everybody doing that. And, and you know, and for God's sake, digital scouting itself as a startup. Um, my big question is, um, um, I'm not always quite sure what the use case of a startup is. Uh, how do you find that out? The question of use case is just a question of knowledge of the business. Yeah. We can't identify your use case if we don't uh, know the real business of people in insurance industry. Uh, my chance is that I, I've been a consultant for insurance industry for 14 years, so I know pretty well the business. And uh, this, uh, this use case, I just created the, the catalog. I yeah. created a catalog of use cases. For instance, just to give, a, to give you an, an idea, for instance, uh, on claims management, uh, on PNC claims management, there are maybe 250 or 300 startups around the world operating on this specific topic. Uh, the question is that, okay, I, I, I tracked them all, I just watched them all and identified among them what are the use cases they are working on. And actually, out of those 300 startups, I only identified 94 use cases, mm. 94 different use cases. And this is my own catalog of use case. And then out of those use cases, the use cases are not changing. Maybe yeah. a new startup can be created, a, a startup can be, can be closed because they, they haven't found their business, their market and so on. But yeah. the use cases are the same. All, almost all around the world, we only have 95 use cases in claims management. 
that's super interesting so that you categorize them. But I think what's super um, um, interesting for everybody out there to know, and by the way, don't hesitate to uh, to uh, pose a very mean and hard question for, question for Joe because I only have nice questions prepared. Um, or And don't forget to like, uh, to, 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 to share and like, and then hug your phone a lot because I see a lot of people are online right now, but we have not so many likes yet. So don't hesitate to push the like button and it's only for Joe the likes, I understand. And um, but the big question is uh, what what a lot of decision makers in the insurance industry ask themselves is um, how can I identify a good uh, insurtech from a bad one? How can I identify what what who are have delivered something good and who don't deliver? Share your secrets. <laughs> uh, you are missing the ugly in the story. You have the good, the bad, and the ugly. But, well, actually, there is no good or bad startup. This is something that is uh, quite. Uh, a mysteria, but uh, you have no, you you can't say that one startup is better than the other, or you can't say that one startup is good and another is bad. Uh, the question is just a question of matchmaking. You know Tinder, you know the the, the matchmaking for single people. I, the question. I was married before before <laughs> that. I don't know what Tinder is. The the question is just you you need to find a good match between one company and one startup, because really often you will see companies saying okay. I want only to work with little startups that have, that have the good idea and that will change the world. And then on the other side, you will have a, a company saying you, we are already tried to work with small companies, with small startups, but it's it's useless. We, we are not able to work with them. Yeah. So we just need scale-ups. So the question mm -hmm. of good and bad is just, it's not the good question because you need to find a good match. Okay. My, yeah. yeah. My criteria uh, in, in order to, to understand better um, what is uh, currently existing and how to, to assess the value proposition. Uh, <laughs> yes, you, I'm the, the Introtech Tinder. Yes, I like this, uh, this proposition. And my, I have actually four criteria to assess the value proposition of a startup. The first one is, does this startup brings new business? Yeah. You have lots of distributors, so some of them, some startups are bringing business, uh, and some of them are bringing a little bit of new business, and some are bringing lots of new business. So you need to evaluate on this, uh, on the on a range. You evaluate from one to three or one to five. How much business can this startup bring? The second criteria is that this does this startup reduce costs. Uh, mm -hmm. You have enablers. You have startups bringing new tools, but are these new tools re really reducing the costs of operation, the, the, the cost of our IT, the cost of our uh, process, and so on? The third criteria is, does this startup improve my processes mm -hmm. in terms of maybe duration? Uh, is it something that, uh, can I do things um, faster or easier or maybe uh, I don't know which can be the, the range that is interesting for you, but really often it's the delay, the question of time. And the fourth criteria is, does it improve my customer satisfaction? Is but, it bringing a new service or a new kind of, uh, of satisfaction for my customer? But all your criteria uh, say that an intratech needs to deliver value. 
and an effect and to prove that. And uh, I think that's something I take away from that. Uh, you, you, you not only ask this uh, question or post this comment, I also like really much. And sometimes also people say, we are the Tinder of insurance, but just because we bring people behind the scenes to, together in a lot of cases, but we don't do it in a, such a structural radar, radar way like you do for InsurTech and incumbents. So I think you deserve this title. Let's, uh, let's, let's put it that way. <laughs> um, he has asked another question. I think that's super interesting to ask and I have a lot of others too, is um, how is the French ecosystem compared to others and, and how would you characterize it? Um, yes. Um, actually, the French, there, there is a, a difference. Uh, there, there are different situations in the countries in Europe. For instance, if you are looking to, uh, to Italy, uh, there is a, a market that is really open to telematics, for instance. Yeah. Uh, this is something uh, really known on the market, and we know a friend of us that is Matteo Carbone, that is who is working a lot of, on this specific topic, yeah. uh, which is working really well in Italy or in the UK, for instance. But uh, in France or in other countries, uh, there is no market for this today. Well, actually, no market, almost no market right now, because you you have our friends from La Parisienne or from yeah. other companies that are trying to enter this market. But it's quite complicated. Um, then you have a question of distribution. Uh, for instance, between France and the UK, the question of distributors is absolutely different. So we have lots of distributors in France, but which is quite more complicated than in the UK to enter this market. And so the question is, uh, actually France is not different, uh, different from, the, uh, from Europe. It's just that every European country will have its own specific, uh, specificities and yeah. uh, different, different way of work, different, uh, actually different regulation, <laughs> which is a huge point because um, the, the, the basis of regulations are the same. Uh, between different countries, you have a regulation for insurers and a regulation for distributors. Yeah, and yeah. The, the, the common regulation for distribution is the same for all the countries. Yeah. But once you say that, the rest is almost uh, different with the, the appetite of people for risk, the appetite for products, the appetite for everything. So uh, each country will be different. I think that's a good point. And we have also viewers from different countries. And Diana yes. from Canada joins us. Thank you very much for joining. And by the way, I would be super interested to see where you all, uh, you dozens of people watching right now, where you guys are from. So don't hesitate to write where you're from. And we're happy to, you know, um, uh, share that also here. But I, um, I would, I, so, sorry, Robin, I just uh, finished j just one point because yeah. there is something interesting with this kind of, uh, of uh, ecosystem. When we say, uh, how is this, how are the startups in France uh, compared to other countries? Actually, there is something really interesting is that sometimes startups are not on the good market. Mm. And sometimes startups have a really interesting uh, value proposition, really interesting uh, solutions, but they can't apply it to the, the markets uh, where they are because the regulation is not correct, because the idea is not the good one for the good momentum. Uh, and then sometimes it's just a question to be at the good, uh, at the good place at the good moment. Yeah, but I wanna, uh, I'm a little bit torn between there. So of course, uh, I always say this when people complain, oh, we don't have money in Europe, we don't have money in Germany, and they're winding around. I say, go out there, the people raising a lot of money in Europe mostly get it from outside. So uh, maybe go outside. 
Um, on the other hand, when it comes to product market fit, I think it's a good point to say if you don't have it in your country, look around. I mean, there are certain providers here, like um, we have uh, startups also in Germany that uh, are super successful in Southeast Asia, super successful in South Africa or in Africa. So, so that's an interesting point. But at which point is the question when you should, as a startup founder or employee, ask yourself, well, maybe it's not all the other people driving on the wrong road. Maybe it's me. Hmm. Actually, the, the, your point is really interesting because many people say that in, in Europe, we don't have enough money to invest. The question is just this question of, uh, of money to be raised is really interesting because really often we focus on, on money to find, uh, money to raise to find. Yeah. This should not be the question for an intratech. The first question for an intratech is, can I find customer? Yeah. Do, do I have a real value proposition for my customers or don't I? Yeah. Um, and then you will need to raise money in order to, to spend, uh, to, to pass some, uh, some uh, thresholds in, the, in your current growth. But the first question is, is my value proposition interesting enough to acquire some customers that are ready to pay for this? And, uh, I think that's a super valid point um, to say, okay, uh, the funding for funding's sake is not a, a use case. And I think we will see this in the pretty near future if their market uh, really go for such a model. Um, and I think that's something we, we all need to be aware of, even though if you have raised a few dozen or a few hundred millions, that makes you sleep probably a little bit easier. And I know a lot of lot of great startups with use cases mostly um, yeah, driven by tech, tech oriented product oriented people, great things, uh, but um, that don't raise uh, or don't raise enough. And I say, maybe you should grow a little bit more. Um, but I think that every entrepreneur needs to decide that for himself. But I think it's a good point to say, uh, let's try it with the customer. Uh, well, uh, we have already uh, other CFA from the US. Uh, that's Ashley from the US. You're not shown here, but that, but it's you. We have also people from <laughs> Slovenia, from Europe. So really, really cool that you're all here. And of course, from South America. Um, my big question is, of course, um, 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 please don't hesitate to, to write where you're from. And let's talk about insurers. We have talked about yeah. insurtech now a little bit. Let's talk about insurer. Uh, what would you recommend insurers to, uh, yeah, to uh, track all these developments, uh, especially as a decision maker, or even as a subject matter expert? What kind of tips do you have? Just after COVID, there is another uh, really important disease in the insurance industry. We have lots of insurance companies that lose time to find a good insurtech. And they are going to lots of events. They are going to lots of uh, websites in order to, to find the good, uh, the, the good little startup that will change the world. And once you have met an insurtech saying, presenting your, their solution, you will say, oh, what you are doing is quite interesting. So now let's see what we can do together. And this is a real disease because it's not an insurtech is a solution. You don't speak about solution if you don't speak about problems. Mm. And the question about looking and searching and scouting about uh, startups and and uh, and ideas all around the world is you you spend too much time focusing on insurtech and you lose you you forget to spend time focusing on your problem and your issues. 
So my point is just to say, okay, you will need to have a look at the intratex in order to understand the trends, to in order to understand uh, which are the new uh, the new technologies that are changing the market today. But yeah. uh, 20 years ago, we have three softwares uh, in the market, and when we needed to change the, our, uh, the legacy software, we said, okay, let's meet the three the three companies, and then we'll find the best the best match. Now you have actually in all around the world almost 4000 startups if you say you can't have a look at the 4000 startups i i know actually the time that is taking to have a look at those startups i i, I actually know that because i spend my whole day and all week to have a look at those startups so it takes a lot of time in order to understand their value proposition if you spend too much time on that you forget to say okay on my business process on my business requirements, what do I need? Yeah. What do I do uh, uh, properly? Where am I good? A and where should I do something to improve myself? And sometimes your problems are just on the desk of the of one of one guy in the in the office, because yeah. the guy will tell you, "Oh, we know that on this process we do things uh, really bad for a long time, a and and we should improve that." But okay. We don't care about improving that. We we care about looking for a startup. Wow. No, just take uh, t uh, take your problems, tackle your every issue that you have in your process, and then once you know what you are looking for, you will go and scout for a startup doing that. And yeah. my my job when I said about when I talked about the the claims management uh, at the beginning, uh, I the, the 95 use cases that I identified, I linked them to 16 business requirements. Because my point is to say, okay, for sure you have uh, 300 startups in the world, but then you have 90 use cases and then you have 16 business requirements. And yeah. what I say is don't focus on the startup, focus on your 16 business requirements. And out of those 16 business requirements, tell me where you are good and tell me where you are not good. And when you are not good, I will give you ideas of what you can do. Yeah, and I think what's important here to know for everybody watching is also that, you know, it might maybe make sense to uh, when you're scouting for startups to also consider certain services that, um, by the way, uh, Joel, of course, offers uh, and, and others uh, who also do a great job. I think Joel, uh, Joel is, a, you know, a very special, special case in this field. Another question we only have like a few minutes left is yeah. um, and I don't want to take too much of your time. Uh, another question, another thing you have talked about is a secret project you have worked on in the area of content. Uh, maybe uh, um, uh, say a few words about that, and uh, I think everybody should now get a pencil to write things down. <laughs> yes, actually, I'm creating a, a, an innovation insurance, an innovation in insurance content platform. My point is that we have a lot of information around the world, lots of content, lots of videos, podcasts. Uh, you can see every day tens and dozens of webinars bubbling all around. But the question is, what do we do? We remember out of this uh, full bench of contents. <laughs> Hopefully, yes, you remember the live shows of Robin, but for the rest, you don't remember a lot. So my point is just to say, what about trying to have a kind of platform that that uh, gather everything and that you can access it uh, just on like a kind of replay uh, platform? And th this is what I created. Uh, I created a, a platform which is live today, which is insurance.gnb.com. Uh, and the question is, I gathered uh, more, more or less five 
thousand pieces of content of videos of podcasts of reports mm-hmm. um, and i cluster them by business line and by uh, process and by topic and you can filter everything and you can filter the person that are speaking the st- the companies that are talking inside uh, and i apply my nlp and ai model to the to every piece of content in order to to gather everything and the point is just to say stop wasting your time on the show social network without remember anything you need maybe to have a look at just maybe one video a week but out of this one video what will you remember yeah. what will you learn and the question is in most insurance companies today there are no projects of transformation because no budget because lockdown because yeah. lots of many reasons the question is that many people are not moving because they don't know they could move Yeah, yeah. And this is really strange to say because uh, in this room we have lots of people uh, really aware of the tr- of the transformation. But many people I meet every day tell me, "Okay, but what is this? What is this new technology? Can we do something with that?" And the question is, this knowledge should be shared more, and we need to improve the knowledge of our teams within the insurance industry. So I decided to create this uh, this uh, platform which gather. Uh, content video podcast reports the startup my full database of startups 300 and 700 uh, 3700 startup gathered uh, are available online then you have uh, uh, an access to all the events and i'm going to have partnerships with events to gather their own content because this has a value not yeah. just in the moment but after the moment uh, and then uh, an access to my to my proprietary proprietary tool of uh, uh, of uh, gathering of rss feeds because you have tons of uh, of websites and news feeds around the world and you have to have an access to all of them at the same place George, George, and Sebastian um, had another question. I think we understand now how, as an incumbent, you scout uh, the startup world um, with your help, uh, and and I really can uh, rec- recommend that. Uh, and but he, what he asked actually from uh, beautiful Slovenia is, well, you know, what do you do when you're an insure tech and want to start up an incumbent? Do you have or what do you recommend there? Is there a tool to uh, approach them? You don't need to invest much. Just just establish branch office. Just how to impro- approach insurer. Just prove your value. Um, it's quite complicated to approach uh, insurer because they they are uh, approach a lot. Yeah. Many people want want to 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 talk to them. Many people think they have the good solution for them. So the question that I that I'm asking you is: Do you are you really sure that you have the good solution? For the companies that you want to approach, or, uh, which... or maybe maybe one thing, maybe have a look at your pitch deck again and really think about on slide one, does everybody understand what I'm doing? And on slide one, do I have my biggest and best argument already presented? I think that's something uh, people always uh, give feedback to us is also to you know look at these things, um, and I think that's also a super important point. If you have a good good thing and you have a good solution, communicate it super clearly that even everybody understands it. And actually, the the quality is better than the quantity. So sometimes maybe there is just one company somewhere that will be interested in your proposition. Yeah. So you just need to 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 identify this company in order to contact only this one. All right. 
uh, thank you very much for your time. I know I know you have a, total, a terrible a lot of things to do. We are thanking everybody who posted and commented, like Sebastian and Thomas and Ashley and Amber, Diana, Andrew, Eduardo, you guys, Flora, and so so many more that uh, participated. If you have not liked the show yet, if you have not commented yet, if you have not you know shared yet, please do it now because also the vast majority of people um, listening to our show is afterwards, and then you can spread it. And if you have a friend that really needs to hear what Joel has to say, don't hesitate to put and tag them in the show notes and the comment section. So Facebook and LinkedIn and Twitter, Periscope, thank you very much for being there, the community. And of course, Joel, thank you very much for your time. Thank you very much. Bye.